welcome to another edition of the eSpot with Camille. The eSpot is your location for the latest in entertainment, beauty, and design from the people who make it. Thanks for joining. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the eSpot with Camille. I am your host, Camille Cower. I am really excited about you to meet this guest I'm having today because he is doing amazing things right here in Raleigh, North Carolina, which is near where I live. I live in Cary. And the things that I've heard from him, it's just amazing. Like it's just his growth from going from barber to real estate developer. Why have me tell it? Let's have him tell it. Let's hear it directly from uh, James Montague's mouth, also known as Monty. So please join my guest today, James Montague as he shares uh, his story. Uh, Why aren't things working right away? Hold on. Uh, Well, now it's doing too many. Hold on. And scene. All right, let's start again. Action. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) All right, welcome so much, James, to the show. I'm so excited to have you here and for you to inspire all the audience members out there to get into real estate because you're doing the thing. So share everyone with how you got started. Sure. Thanks, Camille. Thanks for having me. And I'm honored to be here talking to you and your your audience today. Uh, Again, my name is James Monty Montague, as most people know me. my journey actually started way before I got into real estate. I actually started uh, cutting hair in my mother's kitchen when I was 14 years old uh, for 50 cents uh, and, and a pack of Kool-Aid. So when you come, you bring 50 cents in a pack of Kool-Aid. And uh, I just kind of went from there. You know, I, I, of course, I went up. 50 cents is no money. But when you add those coins up you know, and cut enough heads, it starts to make a difference, especially when you're in the projects. So, so um just kind of started from there, went into cosmetology, uh, did ladies' hair, did platform artistry, uh, got in a few magazines. I, I was pretty good at doing hair as well. So I, I always believe that when you're doing something, you don't, don't do it halfway. Go ahead and do it all the way. Yeah. So whatever I get involved in, I go all the way with it. As you should, as you should. Go big or go home, right? That's it. That's it. <laughs> so, um, when I when I first met you, it was at a Christmas party for NABJ. But then the second time I met you was here at Black NBA. And you were sharing how your mom actually bought you the clippers because she was tired of paying so much for you to get your hair done. What? I love that because there was even yesterday on Tamron Hall, she had there was a girl on there who was tired of her mom's buying her clothes she didn't like. So she started making her own clothes. And you just never know when you give those kids those tools what they can build. So... Tell me a little bit about how your mom just kind of poured into you to let you to start cutting hair in her kitchen. Cause I mean, let's be honest, most moms wouldn't even let you like cook in their kitchen better yet <laughs> be cutting strangers hair in here or so on. So tell me a little bit of how that even went about, especially at such a young age. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, back in people don't realize, you know, haircuts now maybe $20, 25, whatever they are now. Uh, back in the days, you know, haircuts were like four and five dollars, you know, especially back in the eighties. For guys, early eighties. Uh, that's when I came up. Like for men. Guys, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. I only went to the barbershop once and learned my lesson. Right, exactly. Right. Well, only because I went there for a haircut. Right. I was trying to get that salt and pepper look, and mm-hmm. went over there. Didn't realize they would 
wouldn't curl your hair as well. So I was like, wait, now what do I do? <laughs> so, right. Exactly. Well, you know, when, when haircuts went up from $5 to $7, it was like, you know, that's a problem. Uh, <laughs> especially when you're on a limited budget. Mom was like, listen, we're not paying $7 for a haircut. I, I would rather go to Kmart at the time. I don't know if people know what Kmart is now, but uh, Kmart was the place where everybody went and got, you know, inexpensive Blue things. Specials. Yeah, yeah, Kmart Blue Light Special, you know. So yeah. we, we bought a pair of clippers for $10, and she said, from now on, you're going to cut your own hair. Mm. And, uh, you know, I started cutting my hair up. I was not good at first. I gapped it up really good, but... Um, you know, one day I was cutting my hair and somebody came in and said, hey, man, can you cut my hair? I was like, okay, no problem. So mm-hmm. I, I cut the hair. And uh, next thing you know, I started cutting everybody in the project's hair. And then all the other neighborhoods started coming to me and getting haircuts. And I uh, couldn't beat the price. Uh, but at the same time, it was a good atmosphere. And my house became the, the hangout for everybody yeah. to come and, and just, you know, uh, play video games. We had a Atari 2600 at the time. Oh, big baller. Well, we had it going now. 2600, you know, that's, people laugh at the, the graphics now, but that was the thing back in the day. I remember that. The, the tennis game was just these bars that went up and down. That's all it was. That's all it was. And you had combat, you know, with all that noise. But combat and the tennis, you know. And then they really got fast and did Pac-Man. It was a wrap then. Once they did Pac-Man, oh, it was a wrap. So, you know, everybody would come to the house, play video games and just hang out all day. And it went from there to, I learned how to serve people mm-hmm. and to understand the value of uh, creating something that the community could appreciate. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I got into doing ladies hair and eventually got into real estate. Uh, I wanted to be a person that served the community, uh, yeah. whatever, the need, whatever the need is. And I remember also you mentioning that you were asking for them to bring the Kool-Aid, so you could also sell that as well. So you had a whole entrepreneur spirit at a very young age. But then later on, when you started barbering, I remember you mentioning how you were doing booth rent. And something happened with that, which got you into real estate. So can you share a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, I was, uh, I had my my salon on Garner Road once I actually got started in 19, I think it was 1990. Um, And I actually got kicked out of one of my spaces. Uh, the landlord came in one day and said, listen, you know, we sold the building and you've got a few days to be out, 30 days to be out. Mm. And I was like, oh, he's playing 30 days. No, I mean, it's not, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah. In 30 days, he came in with sledgehammers and started knocking the walls down. I actually had to leave that day and I didn't have a place for my business. So I ended up having to rent from someone else. And I said, you know what? Never again. I, mm. I won't be a tenant. I want to be the owner. And uh, I don't, I don't want to be in a situation where you know, I'll be forced out of my space and my whole clientele had to try to find me again. You know, back mm-hmm. then, nobody had like Instagram, cell phones, mm-hmm. all that stuff. You had to, that pager. You had a, right. Yeah, the pager, maybe, but yeah. then your phone would get to the wall. And if you're really fancy, you had the, uh, the portable phone, you know, the charger. The that phone. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but yeah. So I had to go through all that. And, and it was a learning experience. And I just did not want to be ever put in a situation where I'd be a tenant again. No, that happened with my mom as well, where she was, um, she had her own art gallery in Hillsborough, except for they, somebody had come in to undercut her. Like she was paying maybe a thousand dollars a month and they're like, well, we'll pay 2000 for the same space. And it was a framing shop and she was an art gallery. So just like that, she lost her space, but she just like you, she got into building her own and it taught me the same thing. Like when it comes to renting, you don't really own your business or even 
we see this with Wendy Williams, you know, all the difference over and over again, we hear people getting their business taken away from them because they don't own the actual place where it's uh, made even with this in some aspects since I'm using good old social media. But <laughs> but even still, there's that element of being able to own your own. But you've, you've not only just helped yourself, you're helping the community. So share more about these different projects you have going on. And I love that you're doing so much. And I want to make sure that others know that there's the opposite of gentrification also happening with all these new real estate developments. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I've got, uh, I mean, I've got like 31 projects going, so I can't really list all of them, but I can list some of the initiatives that I have in different places. Uh, primarily we're doing a lot of affordable housing. Uh, I'm building um, home on home ownership, trying to increase home ownership uh, in people that have a limited access to um, housing. Like right now, the average house price, I think, in Raleigh, and which is the area that we're in, is like somewhere between you know four hundred ninety and five hundred five thousand dollars. The average person doesn't have that type of money. That's not affordable. Um, so, so the market that we built for is you know in the two hundred, three hundred thousand dollar range. Uh, in some places, like we're doing housing in Rocky Mount, uh, Smithfield, Dunn, places like that that are you know outside of Raleigh, uh, we're we're you know, in the two hundred thousand dollar range, you're just not going to really find a new house anymore in Raleigh for two hundred thousand. It's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, even in when you go out to where, like where you stay, Cary, Apex, Fuquay, they're even higher than that. You maybe talking about five, six hundred thousand dollars worth of houses. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. You can kind of wonder, well, like for your children or even the student or the teachers that teach your children, like where do they live? How do they afford living around here? And it's, it's important to be able to have that kind of community still where the teachers and the firemen and policemen and community all live together. So we're a little bit more caring about one another as well, you know? So yeah, I love got, that you're doing that. You got to have that because if you don't have that, you don't have balance. Um, everybody can't buy a half a million dollar house. So what, what happens when you have people that work in say restaurants or like you said, police fire, you know, those are not $200,000 a year jobs, you know, so who's going to make housing for those folks? We, we do. That's what we do. Uh, the company name is F7, which stands for faith in action. Um, and it's not really all about just the money. You have to have finance in order to make projects work, but we're more mission focused on what we're doing. Uh, we use biblical principles at, at our company uh, to increase opportunity and to show people the way. Um, you know, we 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 truly believe in like uh, the book of Proverbs where it says, study the way of the ant. Uh, what we've done is we've taken those processes that are in the, the word in, in the Bible and we try to implement things and show people how to do stuff and show them how to be of value uh, and to, you know, share in this growth and this great opportunity is happening in Raleigh right now. You know, a lot of times everybody does not feel included. Right. You know, Raleigh's always voted number one or number two uh, in Forbes and Fortune and all these magazines, but everybody doesn't feel that. Mm -hmm. And what we want to do is create opportunities where everybody can feel included in all the growth that's happening right now. Because we were born and raised right here in Raleigh, in Southeast Raleigh particularly. Uh, but we want to make sure that everybody feels like they belong uh, and they can be a part of the growth and the positivity that's happening now. Yeah, no, um, of course, I was uh, eyeing your STEAM project that you have, which is the science, technology, engineering, art, 
I'm sorry, and mathematics <laughs> project the initiative you have going on too. Can you share a little bit more about that? Sure, sure. Well, the we we got two locations. The first location we're actually building it right now today um, is uh, at Montague Plaza, which is one of my newest shopping centers uh, on Rock Quarry Road, twenty seven eighteen Rock Quarry Road. Uh, it's right in front of Southeast Raleigh High School. And uh, what we're doing is we're partnering with the high school and the uh, alumni association with the high school to create opportunities for the young people and to show them everything related to uh, science, technology, engineering, and math when it comes to building trades and certain businesses. Uh, one of our partners, Neil Kumar, who owns uh, Global Experts, is also going to be training the kids in cybersecurity. You know, cybersecurity now is a huge market, huge. <laughs> Yeah, clearly the um, Pentagon might need some of those people. Absolutely, right now. <laughs> so, 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 you know, those are types of jobs. Don't get canceled. Yeah, but true. That's amazing that you're doing that. Yeah. So, and, and then we, when it relates to development, every, everything from building, you know, your sheetrock, your trades, there's big money in trades right now. Mm-hmm. I heard that a lot with interior designers that I've had on the show because they have all these projects, but not enough people to do them. Absolutely. It's hard to find help because people are not really being trained. They don't really think of those as being viable options. Everybody thinks that they have to, you know, play for the NBA, NFL, or, or, you know, just go straight to college. I mean, or go to the military or do other things. You know, there are trades now. Right, right. Yeah, but but there are trades that they actually make big money, mm-hmm. and you're gonna always need a plumber. You're gonna always need an electrician, HVAC guy. You know, you're gonna always need sheetrock, paint, uh, graders, clearing. I mean, utilities. Utilities is huge money. Um, yeah, especially with uh, the fiber and so on, like with all the um, initiatives to bring internet out into rural areas. Right. Yes, that is a big yeah. hint, hint, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm like, hey, sweetheart. So there's other options besides interior design because that's what my daughter wants to do. And I'm like, you can learn all of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then um, even things like engineering. My, my son is a music producer uh, named Ism. Uh, he's a multi-platinum uh, uh, producer. He's worked with some of the largest you know, artists in, in the world. What he's going to do is he's doing a studio, but he's also you know, training some of the young folks on other options like engineering, sound engineering, everything that has to do with music and sound. It's just not all about, you know, rap all the time. It, it can be commercials, commercial placements, things like that. I mean, I mean bread and butter is doing commercials. Commercials. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't realize every every time you turn on the television, there are commercials playing. There's music, there's background music, there is you know, things related to the management of that. They're Live places. events. Yeah, because with the writing, um, there's a there's a possibility that the writing guild will go on strike. Well, there's 98% vote. So even then, I, ha- I saw in all the different crew groups with questions were, what can we do? What can we do? Live events. Everybody's on tour this summer. It seems like there's a festival every other week. Yeah. So there's a lot of stagehand jobs or you can get union and then you're in the pension. You get a pension, you get all kinds of wonderful benefits that if you're in a union as well, when you enter some of those trades. Absolutely. Very, very, very beneficial. My husband's a teamster. So mm-hmm. I, I his benefits <laughs> have kept me alive. <laughs> so definitely. Yeah. 
they definitely need to pursue those. Have there been any challenges with, well, you kind of mentioned it with the rental and so on. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share? Because I don't want to keep you long because we know time is money for sure with you, especially with all the different developments you have going on. So I want to be very considerate of your time. But is there anything else you would like to share before I let you go? Well, I just kind of want to just share, you know, how, you know, you have to have, and what I do is I strive for balance. You know, I don't want it to be just all about just business all the time, all the time, you know, because you can burn out. You don't want to burn out. I, I, I did when I was 26, had a stroke and burn out because I didn't understand balance in life. You know, it's very, um, I let anxiety get to me and, you know, anxiety can have an effect on you, uh, your mindset, your body, but your body. And, um, you know, what it really is, is it's actually wasting present energy on a future that you don't desire for yourself. Mm -hmm. So when you are anxious about something, you're actually going against what the goal and objective is. You know, instead of being anxious, you need to be anticipating positivity. And, you know, balance helps me at that do what I want to do and to sustain. And whenever you're doing something, it's not all about just getting to a point. It's not just the destination to me is the journey. Mm. So enjoy the journey. And sometimes you have ups and downs, um, but you have to enjoy the journey instead of saying, okay, when I get to this point, I'll be satisfied and happy because it, it don't work like that. Mm -hmm. You know, so I just want to, I would Yeah. Yeah. If you're not prepared. Right. So, Absolutely. yeah. Well, thanks so much for sharing that. I did not know about your stroke at such a young age. And it's really important that you also mentioned about your mental health and with the black community, we really like, and this, I think it's still this week that it's Black Mental Health Week or Black Maternal Health, something, something BMH. But so it's, I'm really glad that you mentioned how important those things are and taking the time out to really, like you said, enjoy the journey. It's not always about the end result. So coming from a real estate developer, that means a lot. <laughs> so thanks again for dropping by the e-spot. And for all of you out there watching, make sure you follow James and keep up with all of that he has doing. I will have all the links in the comments for you as well. It should be already in the bios and all the wonderful things that social media does for us already. So again, thank you so much, James, for stopping by today. And I look forward to having you back again to share more about um, once everything's open so we can come see all these wonderful things. And if you need anything from me, know that I'm there for the kids. I would love to help. All right. Well, again, everyone out there watching on the eSpot, make sure you tune in next season because I'm actually going to take a nice little summer break. So I probably won't be back till this summer. And like you said, I was burning out. Women's History Month had me working so much that I'm like, wait, and I had some medical stuff that popped up. So I'm taking the time to yeah. relax and enjoy the journey. Look at all those beautiful flowers that are popping up around here because it's full on spring and allergies are in full effect. So again, thanks everyone for tuning in. Make sure you keep up with me at CamilleCoward.com and make sure you share this with your friends so they know too to enjoy the journey. All right, we'll have a wonderful day and happy 420 for those that celebrate, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you, Camille. Bye.